I'd say some kind of contact dermatitis. I'm going to give you a little cortisone by injection and some pills and ointment. We need to clear this up. I don't imagine T is aesthetically thrilled by the state of your behind, is he? I don't think he's even noticed, I said. He's been out of town so much that all we've had time to do is wave in passing. Gone staying a little bit, Charlie said, and I felt the cool prick of a needle. Then Charlie said, I thought he was back by now. I saw him the other day over at that new condominium thing in Midtown. I guess he was helping Caroline move in there. He was toting a palm tree so big only his beady eyes were peeking out of it. She's a honey, isn't she? The image of you at that age, thank God. He pricked me again. That must have been somebody else's beady eyes, Charlie, I said. Caroline is married and living in Memphis with a brand new baby. Honestly, you knew that. Y'all sent the baby a silver cup from Tiffany. Charlie took his hand off my buttocks. He was silent, then said, You get dressed and I'll write you out those prescriptions. I heard his heavy steps leaving the examining room. It hit me as I swung my bare legs over the side. The skin of my face felt as if a silent explosion had gone off. A new, hot, red welt sizzled across my left buttock. T has somebody else, I thought. He has had, since Christmas at least. That was her T was moving into that condo. I could not seem to focus my eyes. My ears rang. Through it all, the skin of my behind raged and shrieked. I stood up, dropped my paper gown, put on my clothes, and went out of the little room and through the reception area to the elevator. I thought of nothing at all. When the elevator came, I got on with a handful of lunch-bound people and thought, the family, what is this going to mean for the family? By the time I stepped out onto Peachtree Street, I felt as if I were on fire from the back of my waist to my knees. I had the absurd notion that the weeping redness was sliding down to my ankles, the visible stigmata of betrayal and foolishness. I was nearly down to the entrance to Colonial Homes Drive when I heard a voice I knew shouting at me from the eddy of traffic. Livy Bowen was calling to me from her dirty old sob, stopped right beside me at a red light. "'Where on earth are you going?' she yelled in her not-unpleasant New England honk. Libby came south for the first time from a Boston suburb ten years before, when her husband, Caleb, was transferred to Coke headquarters. Caleb was Harvard, and Libby was Radcliffe, and Atlanta was a thick stew of culture shock for both.' Caleb had adjusted fast, Livy never had. She hated the South in general, Atlanta in particular, liked tea all right, and for some reason loved me. She had instantly, as I had her. I said nothing on this morning, only smiled brilliantly at her. I couldn't think where to put her in this teetering new scheme of things. You've got on lipstick and pantyhose, she said and grinned. Who's died? I continued to smile. Hi, Livy, I ventured as the light changed. She did not move the sob forward. Behind her, horns began to blow. 
She stared at me and then said, Get in the car. Livy, I'm not moving till you get in this car, she said. The chorus of horns swelled. I got into the car, and she screeched away up Peachtree Street. We did not speak again until she swerved into the diner that newly occupied an old car wash and stopped. "'Where's your car?' she said. "'Where have you been? What's the matter with you? You've got red blotches all over your neck and chest.' "'I've been to the doctor,' I said. "'I've got some kind of allergy. It's nothing. Charlie Davies gave me some stuff for it. My car. My car!' I looked down at my blossoming chest. I guess I left my car in the parking lot at Charlie's. Uh Uh-huh. And you were going where? I was going home, of course. Where do you think I was going? She just looked at me.